This is an SJC Radio production. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. <laughs> Welcome to this I guess it's a, a summer special extra episode. Last episode was summer special. This is an extra. We weren't expecting to record this one because we said last time that'd be the last time we sort of met in person. And yet here we are a week or two later meeting in person again. So we are based in uh, Finn's house. Uh, so we have Finn, of course, and we also have Will. Okay, so we're going to start off with uh, news. Quite a bit to report in MotoGP. There is. One very big bit of news, which actually happened on the day we did our, our last recording. So we did obviously mention last week's show. I'll mention that in a minute. Let's go with you then, Finn. All things MotoGP. Right, what have we got? So, first of all, Joe Mir has signed with the Red Bull Honda team for 23 and 24. Alongside yeah. Mr. Mark Marquez. That'll be interesting uh, because... I mean, Marquez has been the only, only oh. rider who's actually made that Honda work over the last couple of years. So, you know, Mir might get on with the bike uh, if he doesn't. I like Joe Mir. I hope he does well. Well, I, I hope he does well as well. But I mean, he, uh, did, he has had six DNFs this season. Yeah, I and mean, he's had a whole string of DNFs. So he, he's probably better just to did get Did you off. see his high side? I did. Because it was it didn't show on television coverage. The high side he had at um, the Red Bulling was... Uh, Pretty bad. It was Funny enough, they're saying that, because Joanne may go off to quite a good start to the season, the moment they announced... Oh, that, and Paul, that means Paul Spargo is going to go somewhere else. Uh, yes. Um, can you just double-check where he's going? I, uh, I don't I, think he's going anywhere yet. I think he's got off speed. You might be right there. Going back to Joanne, he was doing quite well, and the moment they announced the team was quitting the end of the year, that Suzuki, that Suzuki were quitting MotoGP, all of a sudden his performances, well, he, started, he started crashing. I, I just wonder whether, knowing that your team is, is closing, whether you're sort of, you kind of lose interest a bit, lose motivation. It's like Will Colley, he got a lot of tensions when he found out our school was closing. <laughs> there we go. Did you, did you, get, did you get a detention, Will? Uh, I've had one. Well, I've, had a, I've had a few. Finn's had more. Yeah, and his mum's a teacher, so. I know, that doesn't surprise me. Boy. Okay, let's move on. Anything Finn else? Finn teaches on his art test. We didn't even have art tests. Right, okay, so let's move on. So let's move on from Finn cheating in his, I don't know how you cheated in the art test, but uh, any other news from MotoGP World? Yeah, Ralph Fernandez and Oliveira are going to RNF MotoGP team. Yeah, um, Fernandez has done quite well with that because he's had a terrible season at the Tectoire KTM team. So 
that's quite a good seat to get that one because it really is quite competitive. You haven't mentioned actually the biggest piece in terms of the rider market, Finn, the yeah. most important bit of news you haven't mentioned yet. What's the biggest news regarding people changing seats for next year? Bastion yeah. that, that That's the big news. Now, you asked me about a week ago, who do I think's going to get that seat? And I said, I reckon it'd be Martin. I only said that because... That means Alex Marquez to Grenadine. Uh, Grassini, that that's a really good move actually. Right, now let's let's go back to Bastianini because we know that Bastianini and Marty were both competing for that second. Um, I love Bastianini. I think it's uh, well deserved. Well, he, he, he's won three races this year. I actually thought, I think maybe perhaps the last two rounds perhaps decided it because at Silverstone I think he came fourth. He was, he was on was pole. he fourth or fifth at Silverstone? He was fourth when he was on pole. And then at the, the Red Bull ring, he took pole and he had some mechanical shows. I just wonder whether those two races, because apart from his three wins, he hasn't done, uh, done, done anything. So I wonder if the, the last two uh, races, perhaps they, 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 were, they decided where, where the, the seat is, went. Is Paul Spargo going to Gas Gas? Oh, he is. Well, that Gas Gas is, is the uh, Tech to our KTM team which at the moment is the least competitive team. Um, They're quite good in Moto2, aren't they? Like Jay Dixon's uh, there. They he are. Was, they are. He was third. Yeah, but, yeah, it just hasn't worked this year. Gardner and um, Ralph Fernandez on that, on the uh, KTM. Just, I mean, just, I like Ralph Fernandez, but I think it's just bad. Well, he's had a terrible season. I mean, yeah, I mean you could argue that maybe he doesn't deserve to stay on, but um, you, you could say that as a result of his performances. But is he, is he bike. a better bike then? Well, the Aprilia is better than the satellite KTM, so um, uh, there are still seats available. The, yeah, the there second, is. There's the still second, at Mooney, or whatever that's called. Um, I, I think it's a question of those being confirmed. I suspect Bezecchi and Marini will hold on to those right. seats. Right. Yeah, that, that's in the LCR team. Rins, I think, is, is one of the well, riders. There. So there's a second seat available. Now, I, I, think, I think they want... Old um, Agura for Moto Two, but Agura doesn't want doesn't want to go to Moto GP next year. Probably because well, I'll tell you why. Because the Honda is such a terrible bike. Um, I don't think he wants to go on the Honda. Um, so there's a few. Okay, there's a few seats left left to fill. Right, Will. Going back to you, you said there was something to mention in Formula One. Why? Um, What's that? I think Christian Horner mm. wants Pierre Gasly to go to Alpine because that is because Alpine like. Oh, one yeah. Pierre Gasly, but then he he just signed another contract. Mm. Christian Horner said that the um the the market is fairly fluid at the moment. I think you say so, so that Horner wants Gasly I to. Think, I think so. Go to Alpine. I think that. Oh, I wonder why because because the the AlphaTauri are kind of a, a second string Red Bull team, aren't they? They are. They, yeah. they officially they are. are. They're yeah. called the Red Bull Trump. Um, I think I think Bobby Good is um, Ter Porcher to go to Alpine because he was a French. Who's that, sir? Ter Porcher. Yeah. I think that'll be a great move for him. And where is he at the moment? He's an F2. Right, okay. And I think that'll be a good move because then Alpine have got two French drivers. Yeah. That's what they want. And that would be good. Red Bull, Alpha Tower, keep Gasly for a year or two. And then um, I think Latifi will go and I think he'll be replaced with Logan Sargent. Right. Which I like him. So that's so a good former two driver. Yeah. yeah. Also, if what I was really hoping for, I like um, Piastri and everything. I really hoped that Pato Ward would come up to go in the McLaren next year. 
I really like him. Because he, he's in the... He's an IndyCar. He's in the IndyCar. He's in the McLaren IndyCar. Yeah. So he's just, yeah, yeah, no, he's good. He's good, right? Okay, so, so there was some Formula One news after all. Let's go on now to race reports. Obviously, at Spa, uh, at the weekend. Um, of course, there is news. So you should have mentioned this, that actually Spa will be on next year's oh, calendar. Yeah. But after that, they don't know. I mean, they would be... said this before. It wouldn't be Formula It's the best racetrack with, with the largest attendance. Why on earth would you want to get rid of Spa? Because Formula One without Spa, to me, is not Formula One. That is just sure. Will, let's go to you. Um, Belgian Grand Prix at Spa. Thoughts? I mean, I, I don't know why we don't just think... Like, I didn't even think it was a big deal about Max 1. I just didn't even... I didn't... Uh, I, I didn't always going to win. It's just... Not, didn't even, it, it, Although he started, like, 10th or something. No, I think he was 13th. Yeah, something like that. I just yeah. didn't even think about it. I, I just... I know, 14. Well, I tell you what, I, I I agree with you because in the Hungarian Grand Prix, he was, didn't he start off quite way down and get it some he sort was. of penalty, wasn't it? And he won at a track where he can't overtake. So the fact that he started 13th or 14th at Spa, a track you can overtake, and I guess it wasn't such a good it's surprise. Not, it's not even like Ferrari messed up scientist strategy, even that mm. bad. It's just literally Red Bulls were just quicker. Yeah. Okay, so you weren't surprised by the result. Was the race, did you enjoy it? Did you watch it? Did you watch it for some I didn't watch it. Yeah. Because I was... Oh. There me, boy. Where was I? I was. You were. I think I was at a. I what? was doing something. You were doing something like else. Did you watch the highlights? I did watch the highlights. Right. Okay. Um. It was. It seemed like a good race. I mean. Mm, but it was just. I did, again. I wasn't really surprised with the result. No. So no. Finn. Your All thoughts. Right. Spa. Um. As far as a Grand Prix goes at Spa, it wasn't all that great. Because usually at Spa, it's always a good challenge for the league. But because Max is so fast and he's so, and the Red Bull's just so quick, yeah. there was no battle for the lead. And there was there was, there was a lot of drama at the start, but then there was just nothing else. There was just a, ba- a few battles in the midfield. That was, didn't old, didn't old, um, yeah, that was, that was that's what I said. There was drama early on. And how didn't much um, the LP driver do a, a, a double overtake? No, the other is two but Although, two of them. They, they were saying, oh, this was just like Mika Hakkinen back in 2000 and whatever it was. But of course, it wasn't because Mika Hakkinen didn't have DRS when he overtook. Exactly. Well, Mika Hakkinen overtook Michael Schumacher and they went, they went either side of a bat marker. Wasn't it for a cloud smoke? Was that? Uh, yeah, it was actually, right. Yes, I think there was a cloud smoke. So he was unsighted and they went either side of his bat marker. So they were three abreast. And that's how Hakkinen managed to get ahead of Schumacher. But that, that was, there's no DRS in those days. So, you can't really compare Ocon's move because without DRS, he wouldn't have been yeah. able to do okay. that. Fair enough. But yeah, um, there was lots of drama early on. But when you go to Spa, you always hope it's a battle for the lead because yeah. Max is so fast, he ended up finishing like 10 seconds off Perez, who was in second place. Yeah. And you know what? That shows how much quicker he is. Mm. That shows because that shows it's not all just the car because Bottas. Bottas was never that far off Hamilton. And he did yeah. it in 14 laps. He did it in 14 laps. That was, that's extraordinary, isn't it? I, he's just so much quicker, and it's not all because the car, though, is it? Now, because you can't, you can argue that it is the car yeah. because they're both they're finishing one yeah. two, but he's finishing ten seconds off his teammate. It, it, it's almost as if the rest of the grid are kind of given up. There's no, it, you know what I mean? Because like you, I wasn't surprised he won from fourteenth. Now, ordinarily, you're not going to win from fourteenth. It's almost as if everybody else has just given up. Um, I think, I think what it is is that Red Bull, and particularly, and obviously. Verstappen himself are doing a really good job and everybody else isn't. So you look at Ferrari, they've got a great car, but of course their tactic is letting them down. Mercedes isn't a great car. So I think it's a, 
I think it's two things. I think you're right, Finn. It, it's that Verstappen's at the top of his game. He's probably, he's in the best car. Red Bull are doing the best job, and the other teams, you know, aren't performing as well as, you know, as they should do. So, I think this is why we've got this domination that, that everybody else needs to step up again. I mean, Ferrari in particular with their tactics. I mean, did they do a bit of a, a cock up with Leclerc? They pitted him to put on fresh tyres to get yeah. the fastest lap. That was so silly. And but in, he ended up losing track position, didn't yeah, he? In, actually, in qualifying as well, because he was taking a grip penalty, he went out to give signs a toe, but they put him on fresh softs hmm. just to give someone a toe. It doesn't hmm. make sense. Just down the kettle straight. Like, it seems that Ferrari and their tactics, they, they seem to be completely... Yeah, so they, they seem to be completely at sea with their tactics. I wonder whether now... Because they've messed up so badly. I wonder if they're... They're, they're not going to bring it back. But I wonder whether they've lost confidence... And so, you think, well, okay, they've messed up there, they'll, they'll get better next race, but they, they keep on making these mistakes. They should just let them drive, and just because they're not, Sainz and Leclerc are really good drivers, and if they just, do, if they just don't think, because at the start of the season, there was no championship battle, really. No. It was just literally, it's the start of the season, you're just, you're just was trying to get a lead. Mm. And going back to last year, I think it was Lando Norris said, uh, if I'm... Uh, if I'm in front of Hamilton or Verstappen, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let them pass because I don't want to interfere with their championship. Mm. You know, every day. But it's just like it feels like everyone's doing yeah, that now. I, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think like, everybody's what? saying. It's, I'm not. I'm not saying they interfere. let him pass, but it, 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 you almost feel you're not gonna, a you're bit not like gonna, that. You're not going to battle back. No, no, no. I think you're right. I think that's a very good point. I don't think they actually had a choice because, like Alonso, at one point on the straight. He just he didn't even he didn't even try he just let he just let Max have the yeah. inside and of course like, but don't forget this 14th the first without the RS that wouldn't have happened or or if it did happen it would have taken probably the, the entire race distance to get the lead DRS I mean when he overtook uh, was it Science was it Science for the lead or Leclerc yeah. whichever one it was Science. I mean the DRS effect on the straight I mean he was I mean he was quite a long way behind going onto the straight and by the end of the straight he was well clear you know what I don't think that's true because but DRS is active uh, at lap three, and by lap three, oh, he was always safe. All right, okay, okay, Finn, that's a very good point. So I don't mind admitting you I'm wrong have. sometimes, but that's it, that's a good point, Finn. I'll tell you what I did like, and this is just me, because you know I'm a bit fussy about how circuits look. I really like the fact that they painted the, the runoff at Orange. Like yeah, it looks good. And it just make, makes it, just looks really, really sure. exciting again. It's a great corner, and now it's got some colour, got a brilliant grandstand. And everything they've done, oh, oh, everything yeah. they've done to Spa this year, I just I haven't proved it in my opinion. The grandstand looked really good. I've sat in that grandstand. It's an, an amazing. What if grandstand. they only did that because they think it, thought it'd be the last one? Well, no, I think I think you 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 build a grandstand like that. This is for sort of it's investment, isn't it, for the future? So if they if they believe that was the last race, they wouldn't have built a grandstand for that. So yeah. I, look, no more. I guarantee you, despite what people are saying about two years' time, I guarantee you Spa will, will not disappear disappear from the calendar. I remember, if you go back 20 years ago, they're talking about, oh, Silverstone's going to lose the British Grand Prix to Donington Park. It, why, never, it why? never happened. It, I don't know. It, it all to contract negotiations. It never happened. So I can guarantee you Spa will always be on the calendar. Do you know what I think would make Spa even better? Because, did you know... Because better. Spa's so right. long, yeah. um, at the end they can't celebrate the victory, they just have to go straight into they the do exit. The, uh, they and I, do. Think, I think they should have a last a lap at just the end. Well, I think that, I, yeah, I, I agree, of course they should. They should have a, they should have a victory lap. Um, I mean, all those, I, I don't know what the size of the crowd was on race day. I think it was pretty big. It looked pretty big. Well, it was enormous. I mean, I've never, I mean, Spa's a huge circuit, and yet every inch of the spectator, 
spectator banks were, were packed mainly with Dutch fans. Because it's, um, it's like Max's second home Grand Prix. Yeah. And also, and just, so but, yeah, that's another but, but also, Belgium is next door to Holland. I mean, I, I'd be... As you, know, know, I'd be you, know, you know, South Africa going to win it uh, uh, Danpo. That'd be great if he does. Because but it would McLaren's DNF and I think he's... But it'd be, it'd be great him being Dutch and winning a championship at home. Yeah. Would be Imagine, that would be amazing. Because they're, they're so passionate as well. But, uh, the, the, uh, the, the Dutch, Dutch fans, fans are probably I love the, the Dutch I think fans. the Dutch fans are best. They are the best supporters in the world. There's no doubt about that. Just going back to what I was saying, um, there's a campsite that, that I stay at, at Spa. I go camping there. And 90% of the people at the campsite are Dutch. Um, the Dutch just like... Because I said, oh, why there's so many Dutch people here? And they said, well, it, it's quite cheap. You know, if, if you live in uh, the Netherlands, holidaying in Belgium is quite quite a cheap thing to do. Yeah. Um, so that that... That's another reason why there are so many Dutch there because it's quite a cheap trip. It's not even to do. like it's just there's lots of Dutch in. You can't get a train there. No, no, there's no. Lots of Dutch it's easy to get there. It's easy to get there, and it's cheap as well for them. Right, let's move on to MotoGP. So it was the the week before, so two weeks ago. It was the Red Bull in MotoGP. Let's let's go three, two, one. So Moto three. So now I'm going to ask you. So Finn is right. Uh, so. Sasaki, but he had two so, long lap penalties. I was going to say, what was remarkable about that win? He had two long lap penalties. That is extraordinary because the long lap, which is at turn it's one at the Red Bull, it's quite a long, long lap. And um, it's incredible two of one, having done that long lap twice. It's quite extraordinary. Moto two, that was won by Finn. I know Dixon was peaking. The chap who's leading the championship now, you were surprised by Oh, V's not Vietti. It's uh, Agura. Oh, yeah. So he won that. Uh, and um, poor old Vietti. Vietti, I think, could have won that race. He was he, he, he never qualifies very well. He, he's always a Sunday man. He comes through the grid. He was up to third, challenging the, the two Honda Team Asia bikes, and he crashed at, um, well, it's now turn one, two, three, turn four, turn five. We need to ask you a quick question because are you um, where was where was John McPhee? I don't know. That is a big question. I, that's not a good thing. I don't, if you don't, don't know where John McPhee okay, is, let's, let's check. We need that to know out. John McPhee. Uh, well, that was Moto Three, of course. Yeah. So Moto Two, uh, that's a win for Gura. That puts him top of the championship ahead of Fernandez. You were surprised by that. I thought um, miles ahead. Right, you would have thought Fernandez would be miles ahead. And uh, Moto GP, as I think, did we all predict? No. I mean, Max um, did put. I did Max predict did yes. Put, um, well, for, 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 forget about Max. Uh, Banyai won. They get surprised there. Morbidelli. Look at predictions in a second. Quattro <clears throat> was second. That was a really good result. Um, the race was okay. Um, of course, the, the, they changed the race track for MotoGP bikes, putting in this. And I said, I said last time it was a stupid chicane. Actually, it was slightly less stupid. It, it, it was. It, it looked okay actually, but. It doesn't, but I don't think it looks For great. me, the excitement of MotoGP bikes at the Red Bull Ring is that run up to turn, uh, run up to turn two or turn three. So they're going at, you know, 200 miles an hour through that flat out turn two. It's just a shame. I mean, as a chicane, it wasn't a bad chicane, but I just missed the spectacle of the bikes going up to turn three, I like flat that. out, basically. Um, now, Finn, you alluded to the predictions table earlier. Now, this is much more like it. Um, oh, the top of the table. I am indeed. So let's have my a, last. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, what a surprise! But, but Finn, you, you told me you were just having fun with it. So when you do your maths, do you like sometimes do we get the answer wrong just just to have fun with it? No. Okay. Just this. Just this. Right. Let's have a look. Um, 
I'll tell you what, I'll do the I'll do the order. Yeah. So we've had we've had the both those two races we just commented on. So let's go um, fourth place on twenty points is Finn. Yes. Your Formula One prediction scored zero points, but he Get said he was having fun with that. Who did I put? So, wait, no, no, who did I put for my Formula One again? Um, Vettel, Gasly, Ocon. I'm quite sure. Right, so Finn is in fourth with twenty points. Um, Will, you're in second with 55 points. Second place is Max with 75. And and in um, first place is, yes, they do, is myself on 80 points. Now, I'll tell you what, let's go back to, let's go back to Max's MotoGP prediction. I'll tell you what, Max is a oh, God, he's in nine. John McPhee's right. in nine. Max is a complete wally because Max would have got the full house, the MotoGP, had he not had fun, as, as you put it, he with did. first place. So he had Miller third, Quattro second. That's how they finished. And instead of going for Bagnaia first, he, he said Rossi or Morbidelli or whatever. What's good in a straight line, by the way? What bike? Um, Ducati's probably have the best top line speed. Okay. I imagine. Right, let's uh, move on. Now, um, <coughs> it is now time for... Question. The big news in MotoGP. Are you aware that there's been a huge change next year in the format? Yes, they're having sprint races every weekend. They are. They are. So what's going to happen next year? Every single race is that on sa- qualifying will be as normal. And there'll be a sprint race on Saturday afternoon. That'll be half the distance I think of a MotoGP. I think half points are awarded. The sprint race result does not determine the grid of the MotoGP. Oh, so I qualifying, that. I know, it's good. Qualifying determines the grid for both races. Oh, so the qualifying doesn't change at all. Uh, and so um, whoever's on, that's way whoever is on pole is on pole for both races. Now, so this week's question is, what do we think of that change in format? Do we think that's good? That's good, then. Why do you think it's good, Will? Because it's if, if qualifying, I don't... Spring races aren't my favourite thing in F1 because it it just changes how Sunday is and I like the qualifying on Saturday to make it seem more needed. More and then if, So are you? But if it doesn't change the races does, either, doesn't change the grid. The for, qualifying is still just as important. Yeah. So I think the point you're making is in Formula One, you're saying that the qualifying the the, so the qualifying three isn't as important as it is in a racing where there isn't a sprint race because the, the pole position is yeah. determined by the result of the sprint race. So what do you think about MotoGP going with a sprint race? Do you think that's a positive thing or a negative thing? I think, since I haven't been a fan, I've been a fan of Formula 1 for a while. I've yeah. really got used to the Saturday qualifying. I, I, since I haven't been a fan you of like, MotoGP like the... for a while, I like, I like this but format. You, so you like the current format? No, I like the sprint race format because... Formula One, I've got used to Saturday qualifying. Yes. And I like sprint race, but I've got used to Saturday qualifying. I got used to Saturday qualifying, and I like Saturday qualifying. Right. But because I haven't been a fan of Formula One for a while, I haven't been used to watching qualifying or anything. But now there's an extra race for me to watch. It's just you mean, you, you mean as a GP? Um, oh yeah, yeah, I do. My thoughts, my initial reaction was was negative because I thought because what what I like and what a lot of people like. It's just having the one race on the Sunday. After qualifying on the Saturday, you have that excitement, that build-up, that long build-up to the race on Sunday. 
And so, so you, you could argue you could argue that the sprint race on the Saturday takes away some of the excitement of the Sunday because yeah. because the longer the build up to the race, the more the excitement builds. So that is the argument against the sprint race. Another argument could be um, so let's say you have two different winners. So you know, so a different person wins the that sprint race, you. and somebody else wins the the main race. When somebody says to you, "Who won? Who won the MotoGP?" You would obviously mention this. The, obviously, the Sunday winner. Yeah. Do you mention the? No, because that doesn't matter as much. Is I think. Yeah, like, I think there could be some problems in Formula One. You only get three points. Oh, I'm sorry, eight points for a win. Yeah. And that's not as much as you get in a, as a proper race win. So it's more important to get yeah. more points. Yeah. I think what is a good thing because the Sunday races um, with MotoGP, the tyres are absolutely critical. The choice of t- the choice of tyre you make for your race will make or break your race. But also, if we take the Silverstone race that we went to, you had kind of a if you've got a pack of riders, even if they've got even if they got the sort of hard or medium um, front tyre on, they can have issues with overheating. So what I'm saying is, in, in the MotoGPs, what you often see now, you don't see the riders riding flat out. They're riding to conserve their tyres. They might just go flat out at the end. So what we don't tend to see on a Sunday is flat out racing. So what you're going to see on a Saturday, because it's half distance, you don't have to look after your tyres, we're going to see flat out racing um, for the sprint race. And on the Sunday, we're going to see that more sort of almost tire conservation race. So I think it's probably good from that point of view. So we're going to get, we should get some exciting racing because as we know, the, the result of the sprint race doesn't determine the grid for Sunday. So if you come last in the sprint race, it, it won't affect your, your starting position for the main race. While they're doing it, they're obviously doing it to try and get more viewers, maybe also to try and up the attendance. So you, what, you might end up with more spectators going there on a Saturday because there's a race to see on a Saturday. However, some people might say, well, the Saturday is cheaper than the Sunday. Why don't I save money and just go to the Saturday and not go to the Sunday? Particularly next year when we've got this sort of cost of living crisis. It could cause issues because, like, if someone crashes, then it's like there's all that on. But they have got, as I say, the whole evening and night to to do any repairs before Sunday. I'm not talking about repairs, but, like, it's just then that mindset of like, because if you start from last and you crash in qualifying and you're starting from last, you know you need to work. But like, if you start, if you're still on pole but you crashed on the Saturday, yeah. that's still going to be in your head because you're still on pole and you're still going to crash again. Or you're still going to think. Sorry, nice. It might, it might. I had another thought just now. What was I thinking of? Ah, I'll tell you what is good. I'll tell you what is good. Now, in Formula One, how many sprint races have they had this year? Because they haven't at San Marino. I'm not aware of there being any others. Uh, have they lost oh, interest in spin races in Formula One? Uh, when, when's the next spin race? How many spin races have we had in Formula One? I don't really like spin races. I don't like spin races well, in Formula One either, but there's been one at Imola and. But that, the, main reason, been, I don't, the main reason I don't I like thought, them is because basically Max then always. I like thought them. the idea was that there would be more spin races this year. We've had one spin race. There's, there's, there's two. We've had, well, where's the other one? No, there's only, there's only three, sorry. Right. Well, well, I'm looking. Well, I'll tell you what. MotoGP have got another thing right, is that you every weekend should be the same. So next year, MotoGP, every Saturday, will have a sprint oh, race. So they're, they're not having just two or three sprint races. The format is the same throughout. And Formula One 
need to make up their minds. You either have a sprint race on a Saturday or you don't. You can't have this three races a year we got a sprint race. It needs to be the same for every race. I've got it. It's a, there's, there was one at Austria and there's one at Interlagos. Right. Right, moving on. So now we should do, again, because I really liked it, the uh, minor wheels little shootout thing. Yeah, okay. I, we, I'll, get you, I'll get you a list of world champions right out. We need uh, predictions for yeah, this fun. weekend because this weekend we've got, again, we got, we got in fact, we've got double-headed. We've got, we got MotoGP and we've got Formula 1. Let's start off Formula 1. I'll go first yeah, as, I'm, as I'm the leader. Third place, let's go for, well, I'm going to go probably, the, I think, the same as the last round. Signs in third. Yeah. Um, um, Perez in second, Verstappen in first. Well, Leclerc. Well, Leclerc. No, I'm, I, that, that, that's what I'm going for. Will, what about you? What are you going uh, for? Third, Signs, second, Perez, first, Verstappen. Okay, this is very, very predictable. Finn, are you going to have fun with this? Or are you uh, just... Actually, I think I have fun with my GP. Okay, what are you going for Formula 1? I'm going to go for Verstappen to win. Yeah. In second place, mm, Russell in third, Perez. Russell in second is... Not the safest bet. It's not the safest, is it? Um, but you get you get 25 points if it's happened to win anyway. Well, you are right. Okay, MotoGP. I'm going to go last on this. No, you know, you're not. You're winning. Oh, you have I to go first. You are right. I do. Right. Okay, so let's go. Third place, Quattararo. Second okay. place... Bagnaya, I'm actually, to quote you, Phil, I'm having fun with this, first place and going with Bastianini. Now, that that is quite slightly adventurous. Uh, Finn, what about you? I'll go first. Actually, I have to go Will's ball go yeah, first yeah. for me. Third, Miller. Second, yeah, that's good. Ferraro, first, Bagnaya. Yeah, that's quite a conservative prediction, and that you could get full marks on that, Finn. Okay. Third, uh, first place. First place, okay. Yep, I'm going to go Bagnaya. Uh, yep. Second place, I love Bezeki. Um, second place, I'm going to go for Joe Mir. That would be a remarkable achievement. Okay. I mean, that be, no, 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 sorry. No, sorry. There's a reason why that's... He, he's, oh, not, he's not right. racing. Okay. He's injured. He, he's out. Is racing? Uh... No, oh, I, well, hold on, hold on. That's a very good question. I won't, I won't go for I'm Marquez, not 100% then. sure if he's racing or not. Second I don't know. Second place, yeah. uh, Jorge Martin. Uh, yes, yeah, that's good. And third place, DJ Antonio. That, well, I'll tell you what, DJ Antonio almost won a Moto2 race at Misano. That would be a, an amazing result. That's not. not beyond the realms of possibility. Branco. Um can I just tell you why I went for? Can I just tell you why I went for Bastian to win? Because, why did you go for well, because last year, Bas, I think it was last year or the year before, I can't remember. Bastianini came third, and he was on the the Vintia Ducati, which was very much a sort of tail end team. But he was way down, um, um, so near the back of did, the grid, and, and he and he came through the field to, to podium. So. My feeling is that Bastianini, having qualified on pole in Austria, will be up there at the start. He's, he's done well there before. Um, so that, that explains my reasoning for Bastianini. Misano itself, what's it like as a circuit? You said, Will, you just the trap map reminded you slightly of Spa. I like it. Um, although the trap map might look like Spa, it's, it's nothing like Spa at all. Really. It's a very flat circuit. It's not the best circuit. However, it does have the fastest corner. 
called Cavoni. That's the fastest corner in MotoGP. You know I actually, I actually, I actually like the circuit. And for me, Misano is one of the best race meetings of the year because um, Valentino Rossi lives quite close to Misano. Oh my so god, this is, this is very is it much. Hot there? Well, it would be. Would the you go year. there? I, I would go there if that was. I would like to go there. Obviously, the time of year that it and is is quite difficult round, for us. Round Valencia. Valencia. That's in November, isn't it? I swear that was. When did that race in Monaco? I swear. Because it's probably not very safe. Well, it wouldn't be safe, would it? It wouldn't be safe for bikes. Stupid boy. Uh, that's the reason. Um, I think that one. That one looks really good. Which one? Valencia. Yeah, I mean it's an okay. So I like Phillip Island because. Philip, and it looks really quick. Yeah, it I is. Still, well, Philip Island is really quick and it is a great circuit. I still think uh, the best thing Formula 1 could do is to put Monaco at the last race of the year. Oh, God, he goes on about it all the time. Say, right, well, okay, so we're danger here of repeating ourselves. I think we'll we'll call it a day there. No, 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 no. Now, we said last no, time... No, 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 no. Uh, he's forgotten he's going to do all... He said he said he'll do this. Oh, gosh. Ready? I've finished. I, I, I probably need a pen for this, Finn. Okay, then. There you go. All of them. No, I don't, I don't really need that. You do need that, because... You always say the 1980s, and they're really easy. So how are you going to Right, hurry up, Finn. Here you go. Have a lovely pen that definitely does work. It's right. blue. Okay. You so. Hide the, hide the phone. Right. Hide, hide the phone. Don't be silly. Right. Okay. He's got his cheese cheating. Finn, you're, you're too loud. Right. Sorry, guys. So let's put uh, Will here. And yeah, Finn think here. of the right. first, though. No. Here we go. You're, you're, right. you're I'm going to go with Will. You're going to go first. 1991, please. 1991 would be Senna. Is the right answer. Finn, let's go 96 for you. 1996. Michael Schumacher. Is the wrong answer. Damon Hill. I get an extra yeah. point. Are you having fun with this? He gets an extra point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is this you having fun with this? So, um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Will, uh, 99. 99 would Ooh, be uh, Mick Hackney. That, well done. That's easy. You've been doing your homework on no, this. No, I'm just going to uh, go 96. Finn, let's just scroll down this way. Let's go for 83, Finn. Oh, I reckon that's... Um, that's PK. Is the right answer. Right, let's go back to you, Will. I'm going to go forward a bit. 2005. 2005 would have been Fernando Alonso. Yeah, you've been doing your homework, no, haven't, you? haven't you? Yes, you have. Uh, this is, this is very impressive. Um... Let's go to you, Finn, for 2011. 2011? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, it's Vettel. It is. Okay. Let's scroll down a bit. Let's go to 92, Will. 92 would have been... Senna. Is the wrong answer. David Hill. Is the right answer. You're now tied. Footnote. That was a mistake. Nigel Mansell was world champion in 92. It's going to come down to the last I've round. Four. Yeah, I've got one question left. No, but there's, yeah. Hold on. Let's go, let's just go this way. Let's go to 81. I want to say Andretti, but he's 79, right? Um, Nelson Pico. Is the right answer. Right, so you are tied. Last round now coming up. I'm going to go this way a bit. Um, let's go to, well, 2007. 2007 would have been Kimi Räikkönen. Yeah, that was a, it, it's one which kind of most people forget because 2007 was dominated by was dominated by Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. And we expecting to win it. And then all of a sudden, 
Is that Viking wins it. Yeah. Right, let's go for uh, 2016. Nico Rosberg. Yeah, that's a tie. There no, it's go. not a tie. It is a tie. It, it is a tie. I'll take a tie. No, shush, Nick. It, it is a tie. Nick, you do one more. Well, I'll get you another cup of tea. Well, I've expecting another cup of tea anyway. No, then I'm not going to make you another cup of tea unless you do, unless you do one more. Right. Well, so we just give Finn the win to get to the cup of tea? No, okay. no, do, no, what, no. Let's no. do one more. Thank you. Right. Um, let's go for uh, Will, 2001. Come on, Bird. Michael Schumacher. Is the right answer. Come on, Bird. Uh, right, Finn, 1997. Oh, God's sake. Uh, Gilles Villeneuve. Jax Villeneuve. Is the right answer. Right, it, it's a tie. It's not a tie. It is. is we're, it we're, stop, we're stopping there. Why are you giving something so easy? I need a, a cup of tea. It's an absolute scandal. Now, on that bombshell, we'll end it there. So, next... now it's goodbye. Well, now it is goodbye. 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 Right. goodbye. This was an SJC radio production. The presenters were Nick, Finn, and Will, the editor, Nick, and the producer, Tom. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the about page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well